The Scotch on the Rocks. Please, any Scotch will do. As long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, single malt. Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps. Maybe Glengow. Any Glen. I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Just a drink. A martini. Shaken, not stirred. June 2nd, 2006. It has been 13 years since Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston broke up at the movies. Mm. And when we were discussing this episode, uh, Josh had a moment of clarity that... He is old, I'm old, and I'm sure in his mind, thankfully, Jared is also old. That was the one thing that probably provided him pleasure, but now you're uh, old Josh, like why me. did this one, before you hate on Jared, because <laughs> that'll come naturally yeah. throughout the uh, <laughs> That's episode. organic. You don't have to work for that. Uh, what is it about the, the breakup, this particular anniversary that caught you off guard that's it's like, man, it's been 13 years? Uh, I guess... It falls perfectly in that category of like it's the type of movie that uh, it it was in a run of movies like from a couple of actors who um, not only were they kind of in their prime of doing a lot of movies at that time, which was the early to mid what we call that aughts or what have you, two thousand ten, you know, two thousand to two thousand ten area, and they're still making movies so. It, it, it's that, and then it's like it's the type of movie that like it wasn't a, a big enough, important enough movie to have a real strong impression as to wh- where I was in life when I saw it. So, Thus, we're covering it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this but, is not Jurassic Park, the anniversary. <laughs> right. So there's this kind of like that fuzzy memory of like, yeah, yeah, it wasn't too long ago that I saw that. And then it's just a shocker when you, when you see the actual like, dear God, it was 14 years ago. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think something like uh, the Nar- Dark Knight turns like eleven this summer, mm-hmm. but that one I'm like, oh yeah, that was summer two thousand eight. Yeah, that I remember where where and yeah. when I was and all that. So even though eleven years is not that much shorter than sixteen years, I, that that memory is firmly set in my head as to when that was and when I experienced it. This is one of those things where it's like your your brain can trick you and you can tell yourself that was six years ago you saw it, and then when you say it was. Uh, you know, fourteen, just a little bit of a shell shock. Thirteen, you're all over the place. My <laughs> goodness, I expected Jared to be jumping all over you. You've sixteen, fourteen. You're, you're an old adult man at this point. <laughs> I don't have to say a thing, proving how old he is. You won't forget the names of the actors. <laughs> all right, Jared. That is be, a hell of Jared might be a younger than us, but Jared's mm. a hard life, and I know he's he's racked up like those, like you know. Other years, that's going to kill him. Well, he's drank us. a lot more. I know that. <laughs> I know he's berated me before. I have to drink uh, your drink. Really you. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's also why you know switch to IPAs, which you hate, <laughs> so I could actually you know keep the beer, the five six dollar beer I paid in front of me, maniac. Uh, yeah, Jared has earned has earned those miles by being a thief <laughs> and a bad friend. <laughs> However, at the end of the night, he would always buy me uh, McDonald's at like three or four in the morning. He would pay me back with a 
a $4 value meal after stealing my $6 even, beers right? all night long. <laughs> yeah, even, Steve. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on a side tangent. Uh, you, you can cut this out and put it like... like Somewhere else, if you want to, but um, oh yeah, just you know what, you might as well just say you can cut this out or just leave it in, but put it somewhere else. Too much work. Let's just roll with it. Okay. Well, I, I, regardless, um, <laughs> you, you you telling me that story about Jared buying you McDonald's stuff. reminds me of my favorite story of you being like drunk out of your mind and Jared driving you back to your old place. Mm-hmm. And you're like drunk in the back seat, and he stops to get gas, and he's like, oh, yeah. apparently you're begging for a. Kit Kat, like, mm-hmm. like you're fiending like, for it. Nothing. Uh-huh. The only thing Naturally. that would satisfy you is a Kit Kat. <laughs> yep. Jared brings back a king size. Yeah. Kit You Kat. want Kit Kat? I'll give you Kit Kat. <laughs> <laughs> and you eat like I don't know, like a third or, or maybe half of. I it. eat the normal portion of what a Kit Kat is because <laughs> that's what I asked for. And I guess Jared has like his window like half open, and you like <laughs> cuss him for like giving you too much Kit Kat, yep. and you like throw it. I don't know if it successfully goes out the window or not. But you attempt throwing it out the car window. Yep. <laughs> what kind of degenerate needs this much Kit Kat? <laughs> Who needs four pounds of Kit Kat? <laughs> well, I guess, yeah, Jared, uh, that's a fair point that I shouldn't be complaining about getting the value meal from Jared because I that's try. the uh, portion control. <laughs> that's all I need, you know. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave that in, of course. Makes me sound great. Makes Jared sound <laughs> great. Josh, you'll get yours uh, at some point in this episode. Um, Maybe. All right, so the breakup, you know, we sort of established that we remembered it. It was a big hit. It opened to $39 million opening wow. weekend, which for this type of comedy, I guess this is a, is this the, this is the summer after Wedding Crashers, right? Yeah. Wedding so Crashers was 2005, so yeah. Riding high then. Mm-hmm. But yeah, looking at those numbers now, I'm like, good Lord. Like that's a, I just, I just can't imagine this type of movie. Uh, being that big of a powerhouse. <laughs> Vince uh, Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston in a relationship? Sign me up. A rom-com where they break up, and for the most part, it's sort of uncomfortable. You're like one of the friends, <laughs> like watching people bicker and argue. Yeah, um, so that is not a forgotten film, even though uh, Josh has forgotten what timeline <laughs> <it> came in. <laughs> Our forgotten film uh, that came out same weekend... And opened on, I think, one... Oh, it doesn't have a theater count, I don't think. Let's see. It's a movie called Coastlines. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, one screen. And it earned uh, uh, 1000 No, it earned $736. Mm-hmm. Ran to $39 million. In the red. Uh, and Jared was all over it, and so was Josh. And... Uh, researching this episode of course uh, research just to peek behind the curtains uh for josh <laughs> is finding the movies to watch <laughs> the day of recording <laughs> that's his research and then confirming if he has the right one josh has like a speed like relationship with his movies and <laughs> Just this one weekend, although it has it has happened before. I mean, you are on the record. You you did an entire podcast where you did not watch either film because you thought we were sending gifs and comments making fun of the Lord of the Rings cartoons just as one <laughs> one big comic bit between me and Jay. Yeah, in my defense, I wasn't unprepared in terms of I thought I'd watched the right. It, I'd watched movies just for the wrong week. I, I'd I watched like one a couple weeks in advance. 
Yeah. And thought we were so excited uh, to talk about <laughs> next week's movie already. I thought, yeah, exchange. I just thought you all were like getting ahead of your, your game and just doing a live commentary on what you were viewing. Well, both of you were ahead of the game because you both mentioned this in a text thread that Coastlines is actually a 2002 movie and did not make its way uh, till four years later to this uh, glorious $736 opening weekend uh, because it couldn't find distribution. It premiered in 2002 at the Sundance Film Festival. Uh, having watched it, I'm kind of surprised. It was a Sundance movie because it <laughs> it looks like something that would have played on basic like USA <laughs> in the late 80s, early 90s. <laughs> it definitely had a 90s uh, movie. Like, like it was trying to be like one of those 90s, uh, almost like crime thriller I thought it, was, it felt like it was trying to be Red Rock West, which right, we covered right. earlier, and uh, but it felt like it came out about 20 years before Red <laughs> Rock West, as far as the quality and the way it looked. Um, but this one uh, did open the same weekend. It's got some pretty big name actors. So it's got Timothy Oliphant, who went on to do Justified, uh, Josh Brolin, who's uh, Thanos currently, and um, also some... You got one, Jared? No, we just, uh, another behind the scenes, Josh got up to go do something, and uh, we mentioned Josh Brolin being Thanos. I wonder what he's doing, something with his own asshole. Finger up his ass, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to say that Josh got up, because once we revealed, hey, we're talking coastlines, he was like, oh crap, I watched (laughs) Lord of the Rings, the cartoon, this weekend. (laughs) Uh, No, I have a screaming child outside my door here and so i was trying to uh mute the situation that way we didn't have any interruptions but go ahead continue with the academy yeah, we got our we got our jab in so you'll have to listen to the episode to hear the the dirty talk that oh, we okay. did behind your back um so yeah these two come out they're pretty uh they have recognizable names uh but i'll admit i had, had never heard of coastlines before this uh but it was streaming on hulu which was a big plus when we were deciding what to cover this week so Gentlemen, what do you want to start with? What do you, what do you think? I, I'm assuming anyone that's listening has not seen Coastlines. Uh, I can't imagine they would stumble across it even if they have access to Hulu. Um, so we can either enlighten them or we can you know, let them listen to our breakup conversation before they just mark this episode as played and move on with their lives, as they should. I'm feeling a bit mean. So if I had to watch Coastlines, the listener has to... Listen to us talk about coastlines. Before <laughs> Coastline starts else. off the episode. Yes, this is a movie podcast where we are going punish to you. make you suffer. That's how we market the show. <laughs> We're going to punish you uh, for giving us the download. All right. Uh, well, Josh. Okay. In that mean state, uh, I'll give Jared the layup there. Uh, he's got more <laughs> breakup relationship experience. Anyway, I'll let him take lead oh, on fantastic. that. Josh. Josh, you take a uh, lead on uh, coastlines. Explain to our listeners what they're missing with this one. Okay, well, the little IMDb uh, little synopsis here is an ex-con returns to his Florida hometown after three years and becomes involved with the wife of his best friend, the local sheriff, which um, that's not true because uh, Josh Brolin (laughs) isn't playing a sheriff. so that's kind of. Silly. Do you think that's just code for small town cop? I guess so. I guess that's all they really meant. Josh going to task uh, on the ticky tack stuff. I admit I didn't know that's where we were going to go with complaining about this movie already. <laughs> you know, Josh has started You're a Reddit honest. thread somewhere on coastlines <laughs> <laughs> about the mistakes that were made. 
That's more of a mistake on whoever wrote this up on IMDb. But regardless, I digress. Continue. It's under Thanos Superfan sixty nine. Thanos was right. <laughs> Thanos feels right on Reddit. You'll find Josh <laughs> along alongside that glorious letterbox Superstar <laughs> account. <laughs> You know, it's like there was a point this past week where I thought about doing some more reviews on there, but then I almost started some more. I, I a second. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like doing a plural well, amount of reviews. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point, though. It's like I almost you almost have me wearing that as a badge of honor now. <laughs> like how long will I let it ride? Just that one. I review. mean. I think there's a bit you could do. You know, maybe you do the Barbara Streisand, the Stars mm. Born. Maybe you only review <laughs> all four Stars Borns on Sober Cinema's Letterboxd account. Then anyway, I'll, Coastlines. Yeah, Coastlines. Uh, he's not a sheriff. He's, he's a not, cop. Yeah, so it's odd because it does, I would say more of the movie does actually end up revolving around this uh, affair and this um, d- desired relationship between... Um, Timothy Oliphant's character and Josh Brolin's wife, played by Sarah Winter. Um, but it's kind of misleading because early on, I think I mentioned to you guys like I, you know, I'd started watching the movie and didn't get to continue watching it right after the beginning well, of it. The first ten minutes of it, say, I was like, "What's wrong? Oh, with this is a, this is fantastic." I, yeah, I was like, <laughs> it, it was setting up a. I mean, not nothing incredible, but like a pretty straightforward, simple little th- crime thriller, like. The guy went to jail for a crime, you know, that he committed. I, I think he was, like, running dope or something. And when he gets out, he goes to collect his money. Because he didn't talk. He right? didn't he talk. Did he, he did his time yeah. and all that. And they're obviously kind of being a little sketchy about getting his money to him. But they want him to come back in well, to be... I didn't. I actually didn't think they were being sketchy, Josh. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> you have Josh Lucas, who I guess would be the, the third biggest actor in this. Um he uh he's i think he's the one that says you know <laughs> you got out a year early Funny, <laughs> it's like huh? <laughs> i don't I, it's not even read as like you know that suspicious it's read as like eh, a little cash strapped at the moment <laughs> we had this plotted <laughs> to pay you in a year well, and i actually so kind of like that i like seeing the thriller yeah. you were going accounting error <laughs> yeah ah, like i mean josh lucas with that he's like sweaty it's like he might as well just open up his wallet and butterflies come out like <laughs> Yeah, which is a uh, Josh so much Dotson like Josh, move. If a Josh move if you've Josh. ever seen it. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> anyway, Josh had some coastlines days when he was sweaty. <laughs> Josh Lucas. Uh, um, well, I mean that's certainly one way of reading it. I, I, I kind of read it as like maybe they just had no intentions of giving up the money, and and I think that's how they are playing it with Tim Oliphant's character. Is that he's basically like. Come on, I know you got this money laying around. I know you have like rainy day funds hidden away. You could stuff. move some stuff around yeah, to yeah. basically buy buy my. It's not like he's saying I have here. to have it today. Like I, you know, they even have like a some dialogue. Like we'll have it for you in a week or whatever. <laughs> it's a it's a criminal payment plan. Yeah, that's being discussed yeah. <laughs> here. <laughs> but uh, they do go pretty quick from like trying to get him to go into business with him to. Uh, and turning them down, and they're like, eh, well, I guess we have to kill him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that gets turned very quickly. That switch gets flipped. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, again, like I was saying earlier, I was I was up for the ride. I was like, okay, this feels like one of those good throwback, like I said, 90s movies. Like, you know, you said Red, Red Rock West. Uh, you know, a couple of different 
characters from a small town are just getting entangled in this little crime story. I was down with that. But that is like really just barely hanging in the background. You know, it, it's kind of used to push the plot along and some of the, I guess, stressors of the film. But it is... Yeah, it's it's used to uh, apply the, the heat, I guess, to these two characters who maybe have always had like a physical infatuation with each other. Like... And that that pressure, like when they attempt to kill Timothy Oliphant, they end up killing his dad. You know, she she's like the first one to come. To, well, I don't know if she's the first one to come to nurse him, but she like basically does the Dave Chappelle like gif where she like moves the other woman like out of her way, like <laughs> he's mine. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I almost like the movie is almost like two halves, mm-hmm. like entirely. It's like on the one hand, it's kind of interesting this small town crime thing unfortunately that's where josh brolin's interest is so he takes his eye off the ball which is his uh crooked wife that's right who's uh (laughs) i I think uh can i just bring up i think josh brolin's a little miscast here he it's a character that is hopelessly like naive and has no idea what's going on and i don't buy that from josh brolin the man at all i was saying he's too he's too good looking and he's also like he kind of does everything right like he tries to look out for his friend, even though his friend is a convicted felon. Uh, when his, you know, he's attacked with these really terrible fire, you know, explosions, these terrible effects. That that's the the small town uh, criminal organization. Their outfit, their way of doing it is just make things explode. And boy, does <laughs> Timothy Oliphant show them eventually. Um, you know, he's just. I guess he's just too earnest. And like Josh Brolin, I agree with you, Josh. He is. He usually plays it pretty gruff. But I was thinking, I don't know, maybe a. Uh, I, honestly, it felt like a role that uh, you know, uh, rest in peace, uh, Bill Paxton would have played. Yeah, and he I can see that. he had. Uh, there was another. I think it was called One False Move, where he was a small town. I don't know if he was a sheriff, Josh, but he was a cop, mm. <laughs> and he he's quickly in over his head. But he's like a good guy, trying to like he knows trouble's coming, and he's like just trying to. Basically, he's like trying to plug holes, you know, in the dam. He's just trying to like hold it all together. Yeah, and Josh Brolin, he just kind of comes across as too too cool and i'm watching this with my wife and there's this moment where like his wife reveals to him that she's like had an affair and she's like <laughs> fucking john at him like it's the nba playoffs like getting in his face like about like you know you proud of that you're like that and i'm just like <laughs> if i'm josh brolin i'm like what the fuck are you talking about like where is this coming from like insinuating he has like a homoerotic crush on his own friend and it's like you know <laughs> don't turn this around on me. You're the one fucking my friend behind my back. <laughs> now you're calling me gay. You're calling me useless. Like I, I, I've got more mad than Josh Boland did in that scene. Like yeah. what the hell is going on? There were two or three scenes like that in the movie where uh, he's just being standard nice husband. Like comes home after work. He's like trying to make small nice talk friend. Through, like nice know, cop. Yeah, like all around. And because she's in a mood, because yeah, she's lusting after some justified over there. Uh, she turns on him and just starts snapping him, you know. But he did have a really cool comeback. Maybe I'm reading the line wrong. I don't know. But when uh, that hospital scene where she tells him about the affair and goes on about it and stuff, he goes, "Is that it?" Like, he's like, "Oh, is that all?" I could care less. Jared, <laughs> like, <laughs> come to come to my defense here. I mean, I wanted rage. I wanted I wanted him fucking ripping his mustache <laughs> off and like bouncing off the walls. No, no, I wanted no, to turn I mean, into Roger Rabbit. That would have been justified, his, but. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was kind of like a, a a funny, like a I don't know, like a smart aleck way of handling. I, it. I was I was seeing red too much of that, Josh. I wanted him to go full on Kabuki theater, Jack Nicholson, The Shining, like 
he's flicking his tongue out. And I'm, I'm just wondering, when I'm watching this, what could happen to this man? <laughs> Where he might lose his mind a little bit. What, I mean, what, what can they do to him? I don't know. Like, I... I... I feel like I'm t- taking crazy pills here. Both of you were just totally <laughs> no, cool. No, I wasn't. You're both Josh I wasn't Brolin. cool with no, it. it was just, nor was I. I was just, I was so numb to it at that point. I just wanted the movie to be over with. Like, I was. <laughs> so you wanted to lay down just to get the credits. Please roll the credits. <laughs> it's so long. Like, I'll say something else about. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to step on. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say the way I summed it up was there's a scene. Where Timothy Oliphant rips a uh, a mileage like road sign off and posts it onto a kamikaze gas filled boat and charges towards another boat, and that's more believable than this love triangle. Like it, it's yes, th- this love yes. triangle is one of the most stupid, nonsensical <laughs> like love triangles I've ever seen. Uh, no, I'm with you. I think Josh Brolin should have lost his mind at some point. I thought that's what was going to happen when he was driving Timothy Oliphant near the end. He's like, oh, you're going to get it now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that, driving him to a barbecue. Yeah, that no. might would have been like, that might would have l- been the saving grace of the movie. Like, I thought he was going to cap him. That fake- like, <laughs> yeah. I thought he was going to take him out and shoot him like fucking Lenny. Like, I... <laughs> I wish, I mean, just with this conversation that I had watched the breakup last because I needed some of Vince Vaughn. I need him to talk I me did, down. Actually. And by talking me down, I mean <laughs> jawing at Jennifer Aniston for a solid half hour before she gets the word. Oh, man. Oh, man. Gary? Yeah. Oh, come on. Really? You got, you got three lemons. What my baby wants, my baby gets. You know that. No, but I, I wanted 12. Baby wanted 12. Why would you want 12 lemons? Because I'm making a 12 lemon centerpiece. So no one's actually even eating them? They're just they're show lemons? Yeah, they're just show lemons. Shown in the center of the table. Glad you find that amusing. But I cannot fill a vase with only three lemons. Well, can't you just use, like, maybe a, a, a drinking glass? I could use a well, drinking... glass. you can have a smaller uh, version of a centerpiece. I'm going to use a drinking glass for our centerpiece. You know what? I got an idea. Why don't we go ahead and scratch the, the uh, centerpiece idea altogether? Because the chicken... That burnt my mouth. Could maybe use a little bit of lemon on top of it. Guess what? Now we made a better meal versus something visually nice to look at. What are you do- What's happening here? What are you doing? What are oh, you doing? I, I, I had such a long day on the bus. I am. Ex- I need a little bit of downtime. My feet are killing me. Come on, my feet are I'm killing exhausted. me too. I worked all day. Went to the market. I cleaned this entire condo, and then I've been cooking for the last three hours. Come on, help set the table. Sweetheart. What? You've done such a great job already. Why don't, don't you want to finish it yourself and have that personal power, that accomplishment? Set the table. Listen to me. Do you think that when Michelangelo, right, was painting the 16th chapel, that he said, hey, guys, you know, I did pretty good on the first 15 chapels, but why don't you help me design this one? And maybe you could help me, uh, give me a brush, and you guys can grab brushes, and we can all make a great chapel. Uh-uh. No, he didn't. And you want to know what the results were? A masterpiece. Okay, um, it's it's the Sistine Chapel, not the 16th. And I bet when Michelangelo asked for 12 brushes, they didn't bring him three. Yeah, okay. All the talking is really starting to drain me. And now I'm going to have to watch the highlights later to see what I missed. Uh, the breakup. Let me tell you what I'd forgotten about this. Uh, I forgot that after the credits roll, we're already in the bad times. Like oh, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the happy montage is the credits. Like you get one scene at a Cubs game. 
uh, where I guess we have like a, you know, something straight out of coastlines. Vince Vaughn just steps in the way and it's like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to get that, uh, hot uh, cast member from friends. I'm going to get her a hot dog with everything. And, uh, you know what? Throw one to her boyfriend, throw one to her date as well, but I'm not going to let him speak. I'm just, I'm just going to very caveman. I'm just going to take his woman from him. I'm just going (laughs) to, I had forgotten that sequence and I wondered if you were going, I don't remember when I saw this. Uh, I think I saw it in theaters. Maybe I saw it like in video shortly after it came out. I'm just wondering on a date night, like when you're introduced to that couple, like, We'll start with you, mm-hmm. Jared and Josh. Uh, if you're on a date with a lady, like, do you think both parties on that date is like totally comfortable with this? How this couple gets together on screens? Like, I root for them, like, because it's like it's an extremely dickish move by Vince Vaughn. And obviously, you're like rooting for them because you don't know who the other actor is, but like, uh, it's not the most like meet cute no. setup. Well, here. you're already like you said on a bad foot. Like, you're already thinking about Vince as being kind of an asshole, but then Jennifer Aniston is on the same level. It's like, you're on a date with somebody else and you're like taking somebody else's number at the same time and chatting them up. Like instead of just blatantly being like, no, no, I can't. Oh, I can't. I'm with somebody. Keep talking. I can't. Keep chasing me. Yeah. No, just nonsensical to start. I mean, it gets a lot better afterwards, but Jared might be the only one that's like things pick up. That's when that's when the heat comes in when they're like screaming at each no, other. I'm saying it's on I'm on saying the, the comedy. I should have clarified. Josh, you're a married man who uh, is in a long-standing relationship. So uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm wondering what your viewpoint is because you and Jared have had very different, very different love lives up to this point. Where yours, yours has been a. Uh, I don't know. Jared, you were talking about this with one of our friends at, uh, on Fitbit that sleeps so well. It's like there's oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no like movement. It's at just all a steady sleep. line. Like, yeah. It's just sound. <laughs> That's Josh's love life. And then there's yours, which peaks is peaks and valleys. It's like, it's More like valleys. <laughs> every scene out of the breakup, it's like, you know, things being thrown and screaming and <laughs> playing video games. Uh, is a nice solace. That was my solace as well. Oh no. Yeah. She's back home from work. <laughs> <laughs> um well you know going back to that opening sequence that you were talking about i actually lock it and the reason being is that you're disgusting well it's one of those (laughs) things it's like okay it's what do you like about it hot dogs (laughs) (laughs) there it is there's the nasty (laughs) hot Uh, well, the truth of the matter is, it's like, it's a bold move, but it's also one of those things, it's like, okay, if she's there with a guy that, like, she's been dating for months or years or whatever, then uh, it has no effect. So you, it, it ha- you like his speech, that he's like, are you going to marry the guy? Yeah. Like, basically, I mean, he's saying, if you if you plan to marry him, I'll step aside, but if you're not, Yeah, he's basically out. saying, like, okay, if this is something, if I've read this wrong, if this is a serious thing, then, okay, my bad, I apologize. But if not... Then you know he's just playing the game. You know the the game of uh, trying to get a date. So. Listeners, I apologize. Jared has tapped out and is still laughing at his own joke about Josh no, loving saying, fucking thank hot God dogs. He didn't meet Gina at a Reds game because he would have been fucking asleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's easy to make jokes when you've not been working all night. Good times. (laughs) I don't know. 
uh, I'm talking to future Mike who's editing this. Uh, just drop a clip here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go do the dishes. Cool. It'd be nice if you helped me. No problem. Uh, get them a little bit later. I'm just going to hit the streets there for a little bit. Gary, come on. I don't want to do them later. Let's just do them now. Take 15 minutes. Oh, honey, I am so exhausted. I just honestly want to relax for a little bit. If I could just sit here, let my food digest, and just try to enjoy the quiet for a little bit. Get some. Get some. Get some. That's what happens. And we will... Well, we can clean the dishes tomorrow. Here, you know, I don't like waking up to a dirty kitchen. Who cares? I care, all right? I care. I busted my ass all day cleaning this house and then cooking that meal, and I worked today. It would be nice if you said thank you and helped me with the dishes. Fine. I'll help you do the damn dishes. Oh, come on. You know what? No, that's, see, that's not what I want. You just said that you want me to help you do the dishes. I want you to want to do the dishes. Why would I want to do dishes? Why? See, that's my whole point. Let me see if I'm following this, okay? Are you telling me that you're upset because I don't have a strong desire to clean dishes? No, I'm upset because you don't have a strong desire to offer to do the dishes. I just did. After I asked you. Jesus, Brooke, you're acting crazy again. Don't you call me crazy. I am not crazy. I didn't call you crazy. I didn't call you crazy. No, I didn't. I said you're acting crazy. You know what, Gary? I asked you to do one thing today, one very simple thing, to bring me 12 lemons, and you brought me three. damn it. If I knew... That it was going to be this much trouble, I would have brought home 24 lemons. Even 100 lemons. I know what I wish. I wish everyone that was at that goddamn table had their own little private bag of lemons. It's not stop. about the lemons. So that's all you're talking about? I'm just saying it's, it'd be nice if you did things that I asked. It would be even nicer if you did things without me having to ask you. All right, let me say some nice things about this movie. Because I've kind of I've kind of set it up as like, <laughs> this is like some sort of dangerous uh, rom com. Like, but if you if you weren't on steady ground uh, when you walked in, maybe the opening sequence is thinking like, hmm, you know, guy or gal I came with, do I really plan to marry them? Like, <laughs> five minutes into a rom com, it may be, have you questioning like, I think it's time to break up with this person I'm with. Two more hours, and then I, I promise you, these two hours that follow aren't gonna like make you feel all like cuddly and affectionate with your other significant other. It may have you questioning like, there's a lot of flaws. It actually may have you scared, like, I don't want to go through something like that. So I really need to be on solid ground here. But <laughs> I actually really do enjoy, I enjoy that the argument is over something so ridiculous as the amount of lemons that he wants to bring home. It's actually something, uh, I guess I'll out myself, that my wife has brought up to me. Like, it's not like she's seen this movie a hundred times, but she referenced the <laughs> the lemon thing. Mm. As a point to me when I have, you know, miscalculated. Hmm. And when I say miscalculated, I mean, I've totally, <laughs> in my mind, I've not made a minuscule amount of space for something she's asked me to do. Because my brain is like, I ah, no need for that. That's not, <laughs> that's not important. <laughs> a loving marriage. <laughs> loving marriage. Uh, and, you know, I'll, I'll use Brittany's word. She's actually said, like, that's something when we watch it again. She's like, I like... I like how ridiculous both parties come across in that argument. Mm-hmm. Vince Vaughn for like holding firm on how ridiculous the request was. Right. And I, I tend to agree with the request. What I don't agree with is that he goes, you know, Godfather line. He goes to the mattresses on it. Like he makes that his like line in the sand, as opposed to just finally conceding like, ah, oh, yeah, my mistake. You know, I, I didn't think it was important. Like, no, he, he decides to make that the hill to die on. <laughs> yeah. And to Jennifer Aniston's fault. So does she. Mm. 
yeah, and then yeah. it's all chaos from then on. So, and, and, you know, another thing I like about the uh, movies, I really like that all the supporting characters here, they're supportive of their respective friends. John Favreau supportive of Vince Vaughn. Uh, you have Joey Lauren Adams, a supportive of Jennifer Aniston, mm-hmm. but privately they're also both calling them idiots. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to support you in front of the other one and take your side. But when I just have your ear and they're not around, I'm going to tell you, uh, I think you're making a big mistake here. And you need to like pump the brakes a yeah. little bit. And I'd, I'd forgotten that. So actually, in this movie, the uh, supporting cast is extremely sensible, and I really, I really enjoyed watching everyone tell our main characters that they're both being idiots. Right. the The movie does a great job of it. It takes the field of the whole. Um, neither one are going to give up the house, and so they're each kind of making their like last stand in the house of like trying to just wait the other one out. That's where they put more of the outlandish material for just, you know, humor's sake and trying to be kind of crazy and zany yeah. and everything. Because in real life, if you had this many blow-ups, uh, you would not put yourself through that torture. Right, Or right. trying to torture someone else for like, you know, a month or two months on end. But when it comes to... Jared, the- <laughs> would you? Well, I'll repeat the question, please. What were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering about the legitimacy of, uh, you know... Uh, I guess pranking would be like a nice way to put it. What they try to do to each other here, as far as escalating the uh, anger, the agitation mm, on the it's other never one, that creative. It's usually just uh, I'm going to go out and drive, and I don't know when I'm coming back. That's usually <laughs> that's usually the counterpoint. <laughs> Dude, All your, right, your, 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 yours real. is not a movie. <laughs> yours is very yours is very ominous, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I may never return. <laughs> Have a fair 50s or 60s. <laughs> you monster. said that to me. I'm like, is he is he driving off a bridge or is he just driving to another <laughs> no. state? Like, what's he? <laughs> I say drive. Uh... Well, I don't know. You've got me <laughs> drive off a bridge. <laughs> Ridiculous. I'm not going to drive off a bridge. Anyways, uh... <laughs> uh, <laughs> the point I was getting at with the uh, the zaniness of the. <laughs> splitting of the house situation was they put yeah, all their, driving off a bridge yeah, yeah. plays right into your zaniness mm-hmm. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> while they they put their their more absurdist humor in that situation the uh, the relationship stuff is like what you were alluding to was really good pretty much throughout because well even even the house stuff even though it initially seems like they're doing it because neither one wants to be the one to move out by the end of it, you kind of get the idea of, like, well, they were both procrastinating because they were both kind of still hoping to, like, maybe persuade the other one to, like, be the apologetic one. You know, they were still kind of waiting around, like, the other the other person needs to fix this. Yeah, well, they mistake uh, an apology from the uh, other half as a, as a means to show that they care. Right. And <laughs> that's a pretty terrible way to, like, you know demand someone prove their affection for you is to apologize profusely for all the wrongs they've committed. Right, because we're very primal when it comes to our arguing that, like, the ego gets involved and it then just becomes a matter of, like, I'm right. <laughs> you know, it has nothing to do with whether you care for not care for someone or not. But, uh, you know, you, you were kind of mentioning the fact that I've been in a steady relationship, but though I've been in a steady relationship, especially being married over 10 years now, there have been plenty of fights and, and there's Probably, you know, I can relate to this movie a lot more now, having been married for so long and and everything and seeing those types of fights in the movie versus when I was younger. 
and uh, not having those experiences. So the the arguing, you know, some of it, like you said, it's trivial, like over how many lemons were bought. Verbatim, I have had it told to me that, like, I, I want you to want to do this. I want you to want to help me. You know, I've, I have had that argument thrown at me oh. before. Uh, that type of stuff. Um, and, and the very you were talking about how they're both at fault, you know. It really does do a good job. I, I know that's the dynamic in my relationship. I, I'm going to guess it's probably a theme in a lot of relationships where it's like, usually the guy is very literal. It's like, you tell me something, okay, that's what it is. And if you don't tell me something, I don't think nothing about it. I'm not a mind reader. Whereas the female perspective is usually, I want you to think about it. <laughs> you know, I want you to think, how could you help me? Or how could you show that you care for me? Whereas a guy's like, like the whole flower thing. Like him saying, like you said, you don't want flowers. She's like, every girl wants flowers. And he's like, ah, you told me exactly the opposite. Guys are literal about that type of stuff. And women tend to kind of be more like... They want you to show that affection, you know, and, and kind of discover it yourself. So, I, I don't know. I think the movie just does a really good job of portraying those um, arguments and thoughts and dynamics and relationships. <clears throat> this sounds like something you should review on the Sober Cinema Letterbox account. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Josh only gets it up for Bradley Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> that hair. That sweet, sweet hair. All right, Jared. There's another nasty Hellcat sound effect. Uh <laughs> <clears throat> that, I mean, did you do you like this movie, Jared? I don't know. We've kind of talked around that as far as like it operating as a movie. We've kind of applied it more to like sort of real life dynamics here, and then coastlines. We uh, did nothing but <laughs> piss and shit all over it. Yeah, I thought it was uh, actually pretty solid. Um, Josh, Ar had you seen no, it before? This is actually, first time viewing. Oh, um, okay. Josh pretty much nailed it. I think uh, they had a pretty good dynamic between. You can't really fault one or the other uh, over the other one. Both of them have their faults in this relationship. Uh, but if you had to, James, of course, Jennifer, which Jennifer one would you? Of course, stop playing games, baby. Um, <laughs> uh, just. It's Vince Vaughn, like Jared. There's one game I know you didn't mind her playing. Oh yeah, ass crack uh, <laughs> walk down the hall. Yeah, I didn't mind that one. Note to editing Mike in the episode on Jared just saying ass crack. Cut. <laughs> music Use it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew that was going to come up at some point. But no. Well, why wouldn't no. it? Uh, Vince Vaughn is Vince Vaughn. He plays his same character. It's, uh, you know, he's made a whole career out of it. It's something that... You know, but I told you I watched, uh, <laughs> I've watched all kinds of Vince Vaughn movies in the last probably month. Made, Swingers, Wedding Crashers, and then I've watched this, so it's been, I'm averaging a Vince Vaughn movie a week, so, you know. Dragged Across Concrete, I'm mm -hmm. high on that. It's a new one. Uh, I need to watch that. Uh, pretty far from <laughs> this era of Vince Vaughn, mm -hmm. though, so maybe not as fun. Uh, what was the other one I recommended, Josh? Same director? Is it Brawl and... Sub like ninety nine, yeah, yeah, yeah. Check that one out. Mm -hmm. uh, he's very bald in that one. Oh, very bald. I already like it. Uh, I uh, I don't know. I I came away from this one um, really liking a lot more. Maybe kind of like Josh, an older age. Like, because I think when you're younger, you're like, oh, that's. That's, That's horrible. Nightmare. I never want to be like that. <laughs> well, it comes off as unbelievable. Like there ain't no way people get that all bent out shape <laughs> over that type of stuff. And then it turns out you you kind of do. <laughs> yeah, kinda life do. comes at you fast. Yeah. Um. So I like this one a lot more, but um, 
in keeping with our premise, I actually understand less why this was like a hit. Like I, it, it just it seems like, and I can only you know speak to it watching it with my wife. You know, she's she just said like, wow, this is just like it's kind of just like really uncomfortable at times. She's like, yeah, it's funny like when Vince Vaughn gets beaten up by an acapella lead singer, uh, Jim Franson's brother. <laughs> that's funny and that's over the top. It's like, but you know, then there's other times where it's like those arguments. You just kind of you do feel like one of the characters in the room where you're like, I just want to, I want to leave. Like this is it's too uncomfortable to sit through. So as much as I enjoyed it more now, even having seen it before, I'm, uh, I guess I'm just sort of amazed that this was like a box office success at the time. I think some of it goes back to what I've said on some of our other episodes about like we we have just moved so far away from movies. Uh, First off, first off, being very original, and secondly, like uh, the stars' names used to carry a little bit more weight, and uh, I think just from the time of two thousand six, right mm. till till now, he got it. He the, actually got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, a little lucid I, I think now. we've we've uh, <laughs> thanks. Um, I think we've just we've moved so far away from that. We're just in, you know blockbuster uh existing properties top movies that that's the only thing that's getting pushed uh, this type of thing would probably be in like a netflix original type release and i It'd think be that, like a high concept movie that's a good point is I, I think names. a lot of those top films anymore are just kind of going straight to streaming services uh whether it be netflix or amazon or hulu or whatever so it is odd but i mean i think it's justified it's a good movie and I, you know, just to throw on top of it, I, I did enjoy the fact that it was a reverse play on the standard rom-com. Instead of the whole movie of wondering, will they, won't they get together? <laughs> you're like, will they, won't they uh, <laughs> be able to mend their, the bridge? You, you know, they've broken up at the beginning. Of it. So that, that was a fun change of pace. It is a little bit uncomfortable, but still pretty funny. Jared, what were the uh, final uh, grosses and Rotten Tomatoes for these two? I have the Rotten Tomatoes, but <clears throat> we haven't done the grosses for a while, so you might have to give me a second on that one. You know what? Just screw, screw the grosses. But it, well, when one movie opens to seven hundred and twenty-six dollars or whatever it was, know. it's you know all right, that, the that's a knockout. Can't be right. a whole lot harder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was opening weekend. Everybody that wants to see Coastlines, all the families, all the cousins. Of, uh, cast we'll members. go chronologically. Coastlines did a forty-eight percent from the critics, twenty-eight uh, percent from the audience. It took a beating with. Uh, us normies that watched it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're talking probably to half of them. Like, <laughs> let me see, let me see how many. Uh, 1,740 ratings. Wow. That's pretty high. Much higher than I thought. Um, the Breakup. That's the Hulu crowd. <laughs> reviewed in the last three weeks. Um, yeah. The Breakup got a 34% from the critics, uh, 46% from the audience, 450,000 wow. ratings on that one. Critics really hated this one. Mm-hmm. That's like it. That's shocking me. I, I saw a lot of them say it's the same old Vince Vaughn routine, and that you know it's getting tired. This tired that. So, I, I want to bounce off that to what Josh has said because I, I agree with his his sentiment, and I've I've said it before, like kind of lamenting the uh, the star power vehicles where it's like I like Vince Vaughn. I liked him in Wedding Crashers. Mm-hmm. I want to see Vince mm-hmm. Vaughn again in something you know a different setting, but. I want to see that Vince Vaughn. Like there, there used to be something about, you know, 
uh, a Tom Cruise movie or an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie or Bruce Willis movie where it's like, oh, that's, I like that type mm-hmm. of movie. And and I'm not saying those guys always played the same part. Yeah, kindergarten cop. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just a drink, a martini, shaken, not stirred. 